Welcome to The Catholic Perspective, a podcast brought to you by rcspirituality.org. Enjoy the episode. At the beginning of his public life, Jesus taught his followers about three ways that the power he gives to us through the Holy Spirit can be stifled. He taught this lesson in his parable of the sower. Let's read it over together in the version that we find in the Gospel of St. Matthew. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood along the shore. And he spoke to them at length in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, where it had little soil. It sprang up at once, because the soil was not deep, and when the sun rose, it was scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit, a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. Whoever has ears ought to hear. One of the great things about this parable is that Jesus himself explained its meaning to us in great detail. We know exactly what he was trying to teach us. God is faithful. In the first place, he wanted us to understand that God is faithful. In the parable, he is the sower, and the seed is the word of God, the grace of God, the action of God in our lives. God loves us, and he wants us to live life in the Holy Spirit, to live life to the full, to bear the fruit of the Spirit. And so he's constantly sending us grace, constantly working in our souls, constantly inviting us to follow him along the path of holiness. This is, in fact, one of the reasons that he invented the seven sacraments. In each sacrament, he guarantees to send grace into our lives, to link us more closely to himself and to the Church. The effect of the sacraments, including the sacrament of confirmation, doesn't depend on the holiness of the priest, or on the intensity of our feelings, or on the beauty of the celebration. It depends on his promise to use each sacrament as an instrument to touch our lives. God is faithful and dependable. The grace of the sacraments is real, as real as the seed that the sower went out to sow. And yet, the seed will not grow and bear fruit all on its own. It requires good soil. This aspect of the parable points to the necessity of our free response to God's action in our lives. He loves us so much that he actually respects our freedom. He will not force his grace upon us. He will not force his friendship upon us. The good soil of the parable is an image of an open heart, a generous and good heart, a persevering heart, as Jesus himself explains. The more we meditate on this comparison, the more powerful it becomes. Think about it. A seed without soil, without a place to grow, what can it do? Nothing. It will remain unfulfilled, unfruitful, undeveloped. And soil without a seed, what can it do? Nothing. 
It will remain barren, unproductive, lifeless. Only together do the seed and the soil each reach their full potential and fulfill their purpose. And that's how it is in our relationship with God. On the one hand, God has chosen to make His grace and salvation depend upon our cooperation. And on the other hand, we have been created in such a way that we will never find the fulfillment we yearn for except in welcoming God's grace and friendship. The power of the Holy Spirit is guaranteed to yield its fruit in our lives, but only insofar as we accept it and activate it, just as the soil accepts and activates the seed. The Ancient Enemy, the Devil. But Jesus has more to tell us in the parable. Yes, we are free to accept or reject God's action in our lives, and God lovingly respects that freedom. But we are not alone. Three outside factors influence our freedom, impeding the action of God in our lives if we let them, and sapping the power of the Spirit. Jesus warns us about them in this parable. The first influence is the devil, represented by the birds that eat up the seed that falls on the path. The devil is real. He and his army of fallen angels hate God and God's followers. They negatively influenced our first parents, Adam and Eve, successfully tempting them to disobey God's commandments, thereby breaking off their friendship with God. The devil wants to do the same thing to us. So he's always planting doubts and deceptions in our minds. God won't mind if you sin just this once, as if sin were not a source of damage to the soul. God won't be able to forgive that sin, as if God's mercy were somehow limited. You don't really need the sacraments. You can grow spiritually on your own, in your own way, all by yourself as if God's gift of the sacraments was some kind of mistake. He uses subtle lies like these to turn our hearts away from the life-giving truth and love of the gospel. Our Fallen Nature, the Flesh The second negative influence that our Lord mentions in this parable is our own tendency to laziness and comfort, an aspect of our fallen nature, what St. Paul often refers to as the flesh. In the parable, this factor is represented by the rocky soil, which impedes the growing plant from finding moisture when it is suffering under the heat of a pounding sun. Many times, welcoming God's grace and obeying the inspirations of the Holy Spirit require self-sacrifice. Many times, following Christ along the path of meaning and fulfillment requires taking on a share of Christ's cross. But our ingrained love for comfort and self-indulgence resists self-sacrifice. Unless we lovingly overcome that resistance, unless we rise above those inclinations to spiritual laziness, the work of the Holy Spirit in our souls will be cut short. It will dry up. A corrosive culture, the world. 
The third influence is the world around us, the culture that is a product of our fallen human nature. This is represented in the parable by the thorn bushes, which grow up side by side with the good grain, but steal all the nutrients from the soil, so that the seed never has a chance to grow to full maturity and bear its fruit. Just so, if we allow ourselves to be swept up into the false ideals of the anti-Christian culture all around us, our missionary identity will never grow to maturity, and we will never experience to the full the fruit of the Spirit, which God so eagerly wants us to experience. This fallen world promises happiness through money, or personal achievements, or successful careers, or popularity, or self-indulgent pleasures. And so it invites us to invest our talents and creativity and time in pursuing those things above all else, even to the detriment of our true mission, the mission of being Christ's witnesses. But the promise of the fallen world is a false promise. Those things, good as they may seem, cannot give us the satisfaction that we truly yearn for, because God alone satisfies the human heart. As one of my favorite lines from the Catechism puts it, man was created to live in communion with God in whom he finds happiness. Another line from the Catechism puts it beautifully as well. The desire for God is written in the human heart because man is created by God and for God, and God never ceases to draw man to himself. Only in God will he find the truth and happiness he never stops searching for. If we truly want to experience the power of the Holy Spirit working in us and through us, if we truly want to feel the Spirit of the Lord rush upon us as he rushed upon Samson and King David and so many of our fellow Christians throughout the centuries, then we need to firmly decide to root out our inordinate attachments to the false promises of the fallen world, to persevere in doing what is right and true and good, even when it means carrying our crosses alongside Jesus, and to turn away from the lies of the devil by filling our minds every day with the truth of God's love through prayer and study and good spiritual reading. A Postmodern Parable But the parable has yet another lesson, a lesson especially important for our digital age. We have seen that the first threat to God's grace is the devil, represented in the parable by the birds that pick the seed up off the path. If we look more closely, however, we see that the devil only had a chance to nibble up those seeds because the soil on the path was hardened and packed down. The seed couldn't sink into that soil. It just stayed on the surface, where it was trampled on and exposed to the birds. This is an image of the superficial soul, the person who never takes time to reflect, to contemplate, to think deeply, the person who lets himself be distracted from distractions by distractions, as T.S. Eliot put it. In a culture more and more dominated by mass media and digital entertainment, this is perhaps the greatest danger of all. The constant flow of images, ideas, opinions, advertisements, chats, noise, music, entertainment, news, and everything else can, if we let it, 
create such a quantity of traffic in our minds that we become unable to savor truth and let it sink deeply into our hearts, even on the off chance that we recognize it amidst the din. My sheep know my voice, said Jesus. But how can we hear his voice when we're surrounded by so much noise and so many other voices clamoring to lead us? The same mind we use all day long, the one we fill with idle chatter and sensationalistic news and everything else, that's the same mind we bring to prayer. Unless we make room for silence, recollection, and depth in our lives, the graces God constantly sends us will bounce on the top of the beaten track and sit there. Easy pickings for the devil. Conclusion A More Abundant Life Jesus has given us this instruction, this parable, because he wants us to know what sorts of things will limit the full power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Understanding what hinders us will help us to avoid those things so that we can truly experience what he so passionately wants to give us, a more abundant life. Those were his very words in John chapter 10, verse 10. I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. You have been listening to The Catholic Perspective a resource from rcspirituality.org. Please visit our website and check out more great resources to help you pray, learn, grow, and go. Please join our team of digital missionaries by subscribing at rcspirituality.org. Thank you.